Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wee-oo, wee-oo, alert, alert. Hey, Alarmy, we've got good news. Mark your calendars for Friday, October 23rd at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time because we're doing another Alarmist live show. For our special Halloween event, we'll be figuring out who's to blame for the notorious serial killer, Ed Gein. It's going to be super spooky. Plus, our special guest is Amy Garcia. You might know her from shows like Lucifer and Dexter. And of course, the whole gang's going to be there. I'm talking producer Amanda, fact checker Chris, alarmy liaison Clayton Early, and TBD guest experts. Plus... You're going to be there. That's right. Because when you buy a ticket to our live show, it's like you're also joining in on the action. You're going to be able to, in real time, tell us who you think is to blame and chat with other Alarmy members about the verdict. Get your tickets now at houseseats.live. Tickets are name your price. So go ahead and name that price. A dollar, a hundred dollars, a million dollars, a billion dollars. There are so many options. We hope to see you there on Friday, October 23rd at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. An Elio's original. I was born with a special gift. The ability to mentally transform any situation into the worst case scenario in my own brain. My therapist calls my gift catastrophizing. And that's why I'm uniquely qualified to scrutinize and analyze history's greatest disasters and find out who's to blame. They say history repeats itself. Not on my watch. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith, and I am 
The Alarmist. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to The Alarmist, a comedy podcast where we talk about history's greatest disasters and figure out who's to blame. In honor of Halloween, for the month of October, we'll be covering some of the scariest disasters of all time. And today, we're figuring out who's to blame for Jaws. That's right, Jaws, the movie. But like all the deaths that happen surrounding the shark, and you get it. Here's what you need to know. Based on the novel by Peter Benchley of the same name, the film Jaws tells the story of one very big, very hungry, and very scary shark that wreaks havoc on the shores of the small resort town of Amity Island. Directed by up-and-comer Steven Spielberg, the movie starts with one of the best introductions to one of the most terrifying monsters of all time. Jaws, a three-ton, 25-foot-long great white shark lurking in the summer waters off the beach. Within minutes, a young woman going skinny dipping at night is attacked. The shark thrashes her around the surface, ultimately dragging her underwater to her death. The next day, the woman's remains are found on the beach. The town's relatively new deputy of police, Chief Martin Brody, quickly realizes he has a problem. The medical examiner confirms that the attack was done by a shark, and Brody sets off to close the beaches. But his attempt is thwarted by the mayor of Amity Island, Larry Vaughn, who fears that the beach closure will ruin the town's summer tourist season, its primary source of income. The medical examiner backtracks his previous statement and now says it's possible that the woman's death could have been due to a boating accident. Overruled, Brody reluctantly allows the beaches to stay open. But unfortunately, there's another attack. And this time, it's a young boy. Later, the young boy's mother puts up signs offering a $3,000 bounty for the shark. Suddenly, all the men in town think they're the person for the job. Quint, a professional shark hunter, offers to do it for $10,000, but local leaders decline. Marine biologist Matt Hooper arrives in town to figure out what to do about the shark. He examines the remains of the young female victim and assures Chief Brody that her death was not caused by a boat propeller, but by a shark. He's sure of it. A group of men out bounty hunting return to the dock with a tiger shark. The residents of Amity Island are relieved that the problem is solved. The deadly shark has been killed, but later that night, Hooper cuts the shark open looking for the remains of the victim and determines they've got the wrong shark. He and Brody head out to sea looking for it, only to find the wreckage of another shipping vessel whose captain has become yet another victim of the sharks. Hooper tells the mayor he found a large shark's tooth protruding from the sunken boat, but since he dropped it after being spooked by the dead body and can't provide it as evidence, the mayor refuses to shut down the beaches for the 4th of July holiday. A shark is attracted to the exact kind of splashing and activity that occurs whenever human beings go in swimming. You cannot avoid it. If you open the beaches on the 4th of July, it's like ringing the dinner bell for Christ's sake. Look, sakes. Mr. Vaughn, Mr. Vaughn. Look, we depend on the summer people here for our very lives. You are not going and to have to close those unless beaches. You we're, just we're not only going to have to close the beach, we're going to have to hire somebody to kill the shark. The next day, on the 4th of July, there's another attack and Brody's son narrowly escapes. Killing this shark has now become personal for Chief Brody. 
Chief Brody finally convinces Mayor Vaughn to hire Quint to kill the shark. Brody, Hooper, and Quint set out on Quint's boat, the Orca. It's not long before the three guys are confronted by the shark at sea. They determine he's a mighty big fish. You're going to need a bigger boat. Quint harpoons it with a flotation attached to it so that they can trap it. But the shark escapes and disappears. That night, the men retreat to the galley of the ship, and over a meal of what seems to be canned corned beef hash, exchange battle scars over drinks. Quint reveals to the men that he was a survivor on the USS Indianapolis, a submarine that was attacked during World War I and sank, and whose crew were mostly eaten by sharks as they waited to be rescued. Shark comes the nearest man, that man, he starts pounding and hollering and screaming, and sometimes the shark go away. Sometimes he wouldn't go away. Sometimes that shark, he looks right into you, right into your eyes. You know the thing about a shark, he's got lifeless eyes, black eyes, like a doll's eyes. Just then, the shark returns and causes damage to the boat, but the men are lucky when it suddenly leaves and they get to live another night. In the morning, the shark comes back to get them. Quint harpoons more flotation barrels to the shark, and they tie them to the boat, but the shark will not be dragged to shore. It starts to swim in the opposite direction, flooding the deck and the engine. They cut the line, but their boat has suffered too much damage. Against his better judgment, and obsessed with killing this shark, Quint overexerts the boat's engine, trying to draw the shark to shore, causing the engine to burn out. The men are running out of options. Hooper jumps into the water in his shark-proof cage so that he can inject it with a hypodermic spear filled with poison. But once inside the water, Hooper drops the spear. Hooper barely escapes from the cage and swims toward a seedbed to hide from the shark. At this point, the shark is furious. It leaps toward the boat and causes severe damage to it. Quint slowly slides down the deck toward the shark. He struggles to stay alive but he's eventually devoured by the shark right before Chief Brody's eyes. At this point, things are not looking good for Brody, but he manages to grab a scuba tank and throws it into the shark's mouth. Then he gets one of Quint's rifles from the boat and just as the shark starts swimming towards him, shoots it right in the mouth. causing the tank to explode inside the shark. The shark is dead. (laughs) Fun Facts, a.k.a. Death Stats. Jaws premiered on June 20th, 1975. It made a splash amongst moviegoers who swarmed theaters standing in lines that went around the block. Jaws set the president for the summer movie blockbuster after becoming the first film to ever earn more than $100 million domestically. The mechanical shark used in the movie was nicknamed Bruce after Spielberg's lawyer, Bruce Raymer. According to IMDb, despite reports to the contrary, Bruce was actually tested in water before it arrived in Martha's Vineyard and worked perfectly. However, The tests were done in a non-saltwater tank at Universal Studios. Once it was placed in actual ocean water, the salt played havoc with the shark's controls. 
This was a major setback to the movie. The movie stars Roy Scheider as Martin Brody, Richard Dreyfus as Matt Hooper, Robert Shaw as Quint, and Lorraine Gary as Ellen Brody. Jaws was nominated for four Oscars in 1976, for which it won three. Best Original Score, Best Editing, and Best Sound Mixing. It lost to One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest for Best Picture. Jaws is one of only six horror movies to ever be nominated for Best Picture. Others on that list include The Exorcist, Silence of the Lambs, The Sixth Sense, Black Swan, and Get Out. In the movie, the total number of humans killed by shark is five. The total number of sharks killed by humans is two. With us today, we have producer Amanda Lund. Hello, Rebecca. Fact checker Chris Smith. Hello, Rebecca. And our very special guest is uh, a return favorite, Paul F. Tompkins. Hi, Paul. Hi there. (laughs) Wow. I quickly hid my video right before you introduced me so I could actually make an entrance. (laughs) Oh, really? I hope it was, it was very effective. effective. It was. Thank you. Oh, this wow. is all I needed to hear. Well, goodbye. <laughs> now, Paul is uh, the host of Stay F. Homkins <gasps> podcast. Co-host. Co-host with Janie Haddad Tompkins. Janie Haddad Tompkins, uh, my wife. This co-host. Uh, this co-host. Uh, <laughs> you know, I had a nationwide search. <laughs> um did my wife Janie, uh, early into quarantine, I think I think it was like early, but also long enough where you were really feeling like, oh, we're doing this, we're staying hidden away in our house. Um, she suggested we do a weekly podcast that was just us kind of catching up, and um, it quickly became for us like a sort of date night thing where we would have a nice dinner where we would sit at the table once a week. <laughs> And eat dinner like human beings. And then afterwards, we we would have a drink and record the podcast. And it's just, it is just a stream of consciousness conversation between the two of us. And it goes where it goes. And it's been a really wonderful thing for us to do. And um, yeah, so it's like, if you, if you, it's like visiting with friends. That's, that's what it's like, you know, that you're just hanging out with us. Um, and you can, you're forbidden to speak. That is just so lovely. I would love to hang out with friends and not have to speak. Yeah, you can do it every Friday night, wherever you get your podcasts. But Paul, you're like a huge Jaws head, right? Huge. It's very, that's very true. Very accurate. Um, when do you remember seeing it for the first time? Because I, okay, so I'm from Miami. I saw Jaws as a child. I, I was a kid as well. I saw it in the theater when it came out. And I was, I, so I was very young and, but I insisted, I really wanted to go see this movie. And my dad took me and my little brother. Um, it was too much for my little brother who yeah, that was too young for sure. Like I already shouldn't have been there, but he should not have been there at all. Um, and so my dad had to like wait out in the lobby with him or they, maybe they went off and had their own adventure and then came back and got me, but I stayed and watched the whole movie and I loved it. Um, it was scary to me. I remain I love the ocean. I love going in the ocean, but I remain scared of sharks. And let's be honest, all things that live in the ocean. But maybe, maybe turtles I'm not scared of. Um I will only go out as far as I can stand in the ocean. I, I think that's very reasonable to only go out as far as you can stand personally. 
I don't think anyone should be going out further. The ocean is has a has a mind of its own, mm-hmm. as we. Oh know. yeah, the ocean will always win. No, I, Amanda, Chris, <laughs> did you guys watch uh, Jaws as a child? I don't remember watching Jaws, but I do remember we used to visit Lake George um, as a kid, and I used to be ter- I th- I saw. I did made the mistake one time of wearing my goggles in mm. the in the lake. That's <gasps> <gasps> and I, think, I, I just maybe maybe I saw a wood plank or something like I saw something, something so garbage benign. But I was my own so foot. <laughs> yeah, no, but I was so scared from then on, and it's just just uh, it's no good. Amanda, what about you? Oh, yes. I mean, okay, so I did not see Jaws as a child. I don't remember that. But um, I'm not as much scared of sharks as I am frightened by seaweed. Hmm. (laughs) Because of the lice or why? Lice? (laughs) (laughs) Because you guys don't know that like sea lice is on seaweed. Don't ever. If you ever see seaweed, run. You can't run. You really I'm not sea, l- sea lice. Sea lice. You guys don't know about sea lice? <laughs> no. What is, what is sea lice? I, I'm not crazy. Sea lice. All right. Facts checker. Sounds like I got to get on We need this. to know what she's this, talking this about. This honestly feels like a, a SpongeBob subplot. <laughs> it says sea lice. sea lice is actually a symptom. It's It's saying that it's red itchiness kind of after you swim. The causes, okay, are jellyfish larvae. Jellyfish larvae larva in the water. That's right. That hangs out in the uh, seaweed. Rebecca. Gets stuck in the seaweed. I'm not okay. lying. That's not Hold on. Life. You, That's you not sound like you're catching up to what? <laughs> to this. Welcome to the alarm. <laughs> yeah, sea lice and jellyfish sport. That get in there. Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> Look, I know. I I've been running from sea lice all my life. I know it's real. <laughs> Wait, is this a thing you knew about as a kid? Sea lice? Yeah. Yes. Stop saying sea lice. <laughs> yes, of course I knew about it as a kid. There's also okay, we gotta we gotta, we gotta wrap up sea lice and yeah. get to. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just do five more minutes on sea lice and no, then no. we'll move on to? I'm a movie. sorry, Paul. You can't. <laughs> I'm back another time. <laughs> Please put a pin in this. We'll Readers, still be listeners. talking about it. Yeah. Readers. <laughs> um, wait, Paul, there's so many things to put up on the board, you guys. Like, oh, yeah. I Get thought this it. was going to be a clear cut, uh, you know, invest- investigation. Mm-hmm. But it turns out there are so many things to put up on the board. And I want to start off by putting nighttime skinny dipping mm-hmm. up on the board. So as we all know, the movie starts with uh, the party and there's a bonfire and and we meet this woman who's oddly sitting far, like not in the circle of people. She's just kind of sitting on the sidelines. It's very Manson family, like the way she's looking at everybody. Well, she's looking at that boy. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Chrissy Atkins is her name. Chrissy Atkins. So Chrissy now uh, has has skinny dipping on her mind Mm -hmm. and... Do we think that her the sexiness of skinny dipping lured the shark? This is, hold on. This is some real blame the victim stuff. Yeah. Yes. What? Yes. I, I will. 
No. Sc- scandalized. You're basically saying she was asking for Yeah. Oh, Did you no, see the way no. she wasn't dressed? No. I, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying she deserved it. I'm just saying the shark was lure, interested in it. That's what brought him out of the the. Uh, uh, the shark couldn't uh, concentrate on its usual stuff because there's this naked girl. I understand what you're saying. Sure. Well, I um, do think, to your point, Rebecca, that possibly because she didn't have a swimsuit on, she'd be easier to mistake for a seal or something. Right. Wow. But wait, I, mean, I thought it was the wetsuits that made sharks think we were seals. They, I think they do because they're black, right? They're usually black. and so We're black and shiny, yeah. So um, glossy. I'm going to Google what makes sharks think we're seals. <laughs> <laughs> but this is, okay, so, but... Uh, oh, they put anyway wanna... at the end. <laughs> anyway, question mark. <laughs> we don't want to victim blame here. We're not going to victim blame. I'm just wondering, you know, what brought, why is it that the shark starts now? It, there is a little bit of victim blaming that you can make that you're not supposed to go in the ocean at night. It's, it's extremely dangerous. You're, you know, like you're not really supposed to go. You shouldn't go in the ocean by yourself, you know, without somebody there that's, that's keeping track of you because it's, there's so many things that can go wrong. And if you're by yourself, and even if you are a strong swimmer, you know what you're doing, it still might not make any difference. So it's, it's doubly foolish to go in at night um, when you can't see what's going on. I couldn't agree with you more. So now I want to talk about seasonal income because Amity is a seasonal town, right? And yeah. this means that the, the, if the businesses don't make a certain amount of profit during the summer, they can't sustain themselves for the rest of the year. So this is why the mayor is so obsessed with not uh, closing the beaches. Exactly. And if you see, if you were, it's very easy to blame the mayor and we'll get more into his thing, I'm sure. But if you remember in those, in the town, there's a, you know, a few interactions with the town and then a big town meeting. The only person that wants to close the beaches is Brody. He's the only one. And well, well, Hooper, but Hooper's not from there, you know, but he's the only person on Amity Island who says we should close the beaches for the public good. Everybody else is willing to roll the dice because they're under the the thumb of the summer dollars. So you're saying this village needs to sort of diversify its portfolio of of resource income of just come up with some new revenue streams sort of yes that's invest exactly in a what karaoke I'm bar or something like that <laughs> well we also have to put up the mayor and the townspeople yeah, uh, it's gonna be tough. oh so okay capitalism we'll say seven dollars <laughs> capitalism is a problem greedy capitalism that yeah. goes up on the board now a little more about this mayor now i was in re-watching the movie i suspect mm that he has other interests at heart other than the safety of, of, his, uh, of his people. Mm-hmm. Because when he appro- there's a scene where he approaches uh, Chief Brody. At, when we first meet the mayor, I, I think he's wearing a seersucker suit. And he comes up to Chief Brody, and he gets out of a car that says, Vaughn's Realty. Mm-hmm. Now, the mayor is called Larry Vaughn. And... I mean, I don't know. I call me a detective, but that seems to me like he's also a, a real estate mogul. Not only is he the mayor, but a real estate mogul. Your instincts are correct because, <laughs> oh. of course, he does. In the book, they go into it in in much greater detail oh. that he is. He does do the real estate on Amity. 
Um, and also in the book, he gets into trouble with the mob. He is indebted to the mob. So he has – that's also a reason for him to not miss out on those summer dollars because he's in over his head. I mean, Ooh, baby, not baby, to baby. make things political, <laughs> Let's but do it. Do it. doesn't he sound very familiar? Doesn't mm-hmm. he sound like a, a familiar character in 2020 who's willing to put people's safety uh, – uh, willing to put profit over people's safety? Yes, Joe Rogan, the host of Fear Factor. <laughs> Is that what you meant? Yes. It was so hard to ignore the parallels when the the quarantine started and all the uh, all these various towns that were reopening after like a month. They're like, we're fine. It was absolutely impossible to, if you have even a passing knowledge of Jaws, to ignore those parallels. Yeah. Oh, so you were thinking of Jaws when when uh, the quarantine started. Oh, absolutely. Because there were, there would be these, I think the first one I can kind of remember was maybe in Georgia where it's like, yeah, we're keep, we're not closing down the beaches, literally the beaches. Like we're not closing down the beaches. And it's like, what are you fucking doing? (laughs) It's crazy. It's, it's, it it was mind boggling that there's like such a, 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 like a, a pop culture scenario that we are all familiar with. Even people who have not seen that movie know it. And then still literally a mayor or a governor is going to be like, we're going to keep this open even though there's potentially danger. We think it's fine here. It's bananas. Like, So you're- maybe Jaws wasn't as effective as a film as we think it was. <laughs> maybe Spielberg <laughs> fell short. I guess we should put Spielberg up on the board. Because he wasn't really because affected culture. No, I mean, I mean, we, you're telling kind me of a failure. that this 2020 – could have been uh, stopped or or avoided if Jaws if, was better. If Jaws was bigger, no, I, I don't know if it could be better. But if bigger. Jaws had resonated more with politicians, that's probably it. Twenty twenty could have been, the, the disaster of twenty twenty could have been mitigated. Mm-hmm. If we had seen more scenes of Larry Vaughn, like after the attacks. You know, and after he finally agrees to hire Quint, if like we see him go home and like sit at his kitchen table and start crying, yeah. <laughs> like just heavings up and he doesn't get reelected and right. you know, all this shit. Say, yeah. get, there are real consequences yeah. for yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's on Spielberg. That's on Spielberg. <laughs> hey, that's on Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's other, you know, bad things that the mayor does. Like he doesn't close the beach after Hooper, uh, the expert, the ex, I mean, hello people. Uh, the expert shows up and he's like, this is not the shark. The tiger shark, shark is not the shark. He's like, no, 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 no. It's the shark. We're opening up the beaches. Then, you know, it, he, encur- then he encourages people don't even want to go in the water, but yes. he encourages them to do it for the economy. That, was <laughs> that weird favorite. old family. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think we need to put that weird old family up on the board and I'll tell you why. Uh, agreed. Okay? Agreed. So the mayor, it's Cowards. a very, it, uh, it's a, it is an incredible scene. He, the mayor wants to get people into the water. He goes up to this guy who I'm assuming he knows from the golf course or something like mm-hmm. that. And he says, Hey buddy, go in the water. All he says mm-hmm. is go in the water. You. And the guy turns to his wife. Well, I just she, put on my <laughs> suntan lotion. Yes. I love it. He tries to get out of it. <laughs> he tries to get out of it. I'm just letting my suntan lotion dry. <laughs> <Suck in. laughs> it's a classic. Which is honestly a very good excuse. But the mayor is Absolutely. not, having it. not nope. having it. So he looks over to his wife. His wife gives him a look like, I don't want to go in. 
But then I guess he gives her the signal. She stands up. He doesn't say, come, you're coming with me. She just follows him. And then they grab the hands of their three children and take them into the water. These 70-year-old parents... Seems like possibly take their, a take their pre-K kids. Yeah, it seems like a grandchildren's situation. No, so, no, Paul is right. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many questionable parent-child casting choices. Oh, you know what? Let's also put the patriarchy up there. Oh, the wife. The wife just. There's a lot of. There's a lot of male-themed stupidity in this movie. Um, <laughs> And uh, so toxic masculinity could also go up there. That's right. um, but yeah, the, the wife just stands up uh, immediately when her old husband does. And then they're going to go in and potentially die together. So I also think we need to put up the medical examiner on the board. Oh, yeah. Oh, that he's that a worm. Yeah. Oh, a sniveling worm. <laughs> yes. He he's the first one to say he calls Brody up and he says that the the woman died from a shark attack. Then all mm-hmm. of a sudden, Brody's like, OK, I got to close the beaches. Yep. I, I spoke to the expert. He said it's bad. And so-called elites. Yeah. <laughs> and then the the mayor shows up with the medical examiner. Brody's like and says that it could have been a, a boating accident. Yeah. He looks at the medical examiner like saying like, bro, like you yeah. told you told me this was a shark. And he goes, I don't know. It could be a boating accident. I mean, what a backpedaling worm. worm. I would imagine he took an oath. Don't medical examiners have to take an oath? There has they to be should. some sort of medical training, right? Are they doctors? They have to be, right? They have to I think they the must body. be, right? Yeah. Oh, well, you don't have to go. be a doctor to know the body. You know what I'm saying? Uh, a medical degree is often required. Uh, often? What? <laughs> a coroner is not necessarily a medical doctor, but a lawyer or even a layperson or just somebody who happens to be in the room with the dead no. body. No, that's, Did you? <laughs> no, no, no. But that's that wild to me. Yeah, that's weird. Okay, so that guy's a scumbag and p- apparently mm. not doesn't even have a degree as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, plus he was going to smoke during that one examination. Oh, yeah. Before Hooper stops him. It's fucking disgusting. Oh, <laughs> They're in a room with a rotting corpse. It's like, I'm just going to have a Paul Mall. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we're, he's up on the board. I also think we have to put Chief Brody himself up on the board. This is tough. This it's is tough. tough. But he does make that first call. He, I mean, you can't put the first bi- victim on him, little uh, Chrissy, mm-hmm. but little Alex, mm-hmm. that's that's on Brody. That's on Brody. Well, I mean, I'm trying to remember. I I believe his authority was overridden. It like, kind- I don't – I think that the ultimately it was the mayor's um, decision that trumped his decision. I don't know if he was able to – to, in the interest of public safety, count, like override the mayor's decision. I think he had no choice. That's a good point. I wonder, we got to look up the hierarchy, Chris, perhaps of uh, like, can a mayor overrule the chief of police? I think, I, I feel like that's what happened. And it's embarrassing because I've seen this movie so many times. But in that conversation that they have on the boat, 
Um, oh, and then they have the town meeting yeah. where Brody proposes it. And then the mayor says only 24 hours or something or 48 hours or something. And so I think that and, – and then Brody says, I didn't agree to that. So there is some push and pull there. I don't uh, – look, this is, this, is very, this is very close to my heart. So it's hard for me – it's hard for me to assign any blame to Chief Brody because if he – he didn't even want to live on Amity. If he hadn't even been there, what would have happened? How many more people would have died? So what I'm hearing <laughs> is that nobody wants to put any kind of Brody up on the board. I mean you could put him up there, but he's not going to stay up there. That's all I'm saying. And I will say just – because we we you know Paul we give out the big slap which is sort of a uh, consolation. I think prize that actually started place. with Paul's uh, the Chernobyl oh, oh. episode. Was the did it really? Yes, I believe. That's so. exciting. That's cool. Um, <laughs> but I was going to say that Brody did get his own big slap in one of the scenes. The mother of Alex, <laughs> literally, mother, yeah, yeah. Alex's mother slapped him. Uh, yeah. Gave him a big slap right in front of everybody. It was humiliating mm-hmm. for yeah. being responsible for the death of her son. Now, I have to say, we sometimes make the mistake of not putting the literal murderer up on the board. And so I just want to make sure that we're going to, Rebecca, you have intent to put the shark jaws up on the board. That's a really good point, Amanda. Now, if you, if you scroll down uh, my notes, you'll see that nowhere have I written the shark. So I did notice that. Okay, okay, good. Getting a little worried. I just wanted to check. So, so that's a good call, and those are good instincts. And I think we should put the shark up on the board. Let's get into it because I got a lot to say about this. Tell me. This is my longstanding beef with sharks. Right? Sharks are some of the oldest creatures on Earth. They've remained virtually unchanged since prehistoric times. They got smaller as other things got smaller. Here's what we're always told is that sharks actually don't like eating human flesh. It's the only way they know how to taste things is to bite into them. They can't tell if we're seals or not. They think we're seals sometimes. These guys got to fucking get a clue. (laughs) (laughs) They've had long enough to figure this out. They should should know by now. If sharks really don't want to eat people, they should absolutely know what we're shaped like what we look like, how we swim. They should absolutely know like the way we're told, like the way we swim mimics a fish in distress. We're clearly not fish. Like if this, if this, if this guy can see us by this point, shark should know. Oh, I don't like that. That's one of those things I don't like. So I'm not even going to bother fucking biting into it to see if I like it. I know on sight, if they know on sight, like, Oh, the shiny black thing. Love it. My favorite. They get a little bit closer. You're telling me they can't figure out like, oh, that's not a seal. I'm going to move on. So I I feel like sharks do bear some blame. Their stupid system of <laughs> biting into a thing to see if they like it or not. That's that's really well put. I mean, your case is solid. Now let's take a quick break to speak with guest expert George Burgess. He's an ichthyologist or a marine biologist who studies sharks. Let's hear what he has to say. So what types of sharks are most likely to attack humans? Can you tell us more about these species, like where they live um, and what their feeding habits are? Yes. Well, uh, uh, the sharks, of course, that we're most concerned about are those that get to a larger size. Uh, Keep in mind that not all sharks are, are white sharks that get to 20 feet long. Um, most sharks, in fact, uh, are 
are well under 10 feet in length and most of them under six feet. Uh, a big group of sharks that live in the deeper, deeper sea uh, sometimes don't make a, a foot in length. So uh, not all sharks are, are are big. Not all of them have large teeth that can do damage to us. And, and of course, not all of them are actively uh, found in areas where we as humans interact. And where is that? Uh, that's uh, the shallow areas uh, off our coastline. Uh, we enter the sea uh, as non uh, water breathing animals. We're uh, eco tourists as we visit the the the, uh, the, the near shore environment, and uh, that means we don't get our, our, our get get deeper than about six feet most of the time because we want to keep our heads above toes touching the bottom. So uh, most people that enter the sea then are within uh, are are, in, are in, in depths of six feet or less, and and the the, the sharks that live in that area usually the surf zone. Uh, although sometimes uh, bays and lagoons, but uh, pr- primarily in the surf zone, uh, that's a good area to be a shark. Uh, and so uh, certain species of sharks are found near shore, um, and some of those sharks get to some size. And so what happens is uh, what we have is ecotourists interacting with sharks uh, in their, their native habitat, and so sometimes interactions occur. Uh, on, the, on the east coast of the United States, uh, the primary uh, sharks that one is most likely to interact with in the sea uh, would be black tip sharks, uh, spinner sharks, uh, bull sharks, uh, and certain hammerheads. Now, of those, the hammerheads are, are, are virtually non-dangerous because they, they simply don't interact with humans that much, and they have small mouths. Uh, whereas the other guys, which can get six feet to ten feet in length, uh, depending on the species, uh, can cause damage whether they intend to bite a human or not. And what occurs in the surf zone, uh, we think, is that sharks are making uh, mistakes uh, in an uh, arena where visibility is poor because of breaking surf and turbulence, where uh, those breaking waves and currents are difficult to deal with if you're trying to make a living, and sharks are out there. And so they have to make quick decisions and quick grabs, oftentimes in relative blindness. And sometimes the things they bite at are the movements of human legs and arms, primarily uh, in the surf zone, where we, of course, are extremely uncoordinated and ungraceful. Uh, there's nothing more ungraceful than a human being trying to swim. So sticking uh, of the feet, the splashing of the hands, the yelling, uh, other sorts of things that are going on in 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 as we play uh, in their their dining room uh, have uh, lead to to uh, potential interactions. Tune in this Thursday to hear my full interview with George Burgess about how scared we really should be about sharks. Who he blames for Jaws will shock you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Well, okay, so I'm glad we brought you brought it up, Amanda. Thank you. So uh, we got to put bounty as motivation up on the board. Uh, yes. Again, I would say yes, because at one point when they when they have the beaches still open on 4th of July and they're worried about, well, OK, we'll take precautions in case of the shark. There's, there's this gigantic Coast Guard boat, right? We never see that again. <laughs> All those guys with rifles that they point at two children oh, with a yeah. fake fin. And it's like, what where did those it? guys go? <laughs> Aren't they? <laughs> why did they the Coast Guard? Yes. Why did they? So there's a second attack. It's like, well, we kind of, <laughs> I guess we already embarrassed ourselves in front of the Coast Guard. They don't believe us that there's a shark. So we'll let them go. But no, that's the same day that the uh, that the shark goes into the uh, the estuary and the, eats that, that guy in the boat. Yeah, the pond. Yeah. Yeah. You guys okay over there? And then he gets he gets eaten. <laughs> See, which, which, seemed creepy. Here's the it brings me to my other point. The boat maybe we should put the the fact that the boat was actually too small. The orca was not the appropriate boat for that mission. Even mm. Hooper, remember Hooper has that nice boat, like a nice gigantic boat. What the fuck? Why did anybody agree to Quint? Why did anyone agree to his weird terms? Do we put him up on the board? 100%. He, Quint must go up on that board. This guy, here's how we, there, now we get into the toxic masculinity. Okay. Quint is such a, is a great character, right? Is a great character. And I grew up loving this character. I've seen this movie a million times. And then the, I think last year or the year before, I watched it in a way, it just dawned on me all of a sudden, like, this guy's a fucking asshole. He's the worst. He's like, he's being a dick to everybody. He thinks only uh, I alone can do it, right? Mm -hmm. And then he's wrong about everything. He's fucking wrong over and over again. And then he gets eaten by the shark. Like, yeah. every his whole plan is terrible. Uh, he didn't know what he was – he was in over his head. He didn't know what he was doing and he wouldn't admit it. He would not admit that he – was out of his depth with this particular shark. Um, really and true. also he had like the, 
He had a weird shark vendetta because of his uh, World War II experience right. uh, being on the Indianapolis. Uh, yeah, Quint sucks. He's a, he's a terrible person. He's a great character, but a terrible guy. Yeah. He's not cool. Like we have it in our – I think people have it in their minds that Quint is like a cool character. He's a – if you met this guy in real life, you would despise him. <laughs> That's <laughs> He would so be the true. worst. It's so true. He's got yeah, a he's bad a total temper prick. too. How about when yeah. uh, when when uh, Brody's calling the Coast Guard? Finally, he's like, I'm calling the Coast Guard. And he comes yeah. in and he just slams the radio with a bat. His radio. He smashes his own radio with a bat. And then and then the water comes into the boat because of the shark that's chasing yeah. them. Yeah. And he he's the one who burns out the uh, engine on the boat because water's getting into it. And he's yeah. just like, go faster, faster. I mean, yeah. so much wrong with some, that guy. Uh, some Moby Dick shit. You know what I mean? It's, uh, mm-hmm. This guy's the worst. But he does know how to deliver a monologue. <laughs> Great <Yeah>. monologue. <laughs> Great monologue. Great monologue. <laughs> now, I read that the monologue wasn't part of the wasn't uh, in the book i think it was if if memory serves it was not in the original screenplay and it was written during filming um to to give some weight to quint's character um to give him a personal reason why he would be doing all this crazy stuff like why he was so single-minded about this shark um and it's weird to think that it was not that was not there from the beginning because if without it it it's just like oh this guy's just completely insane (laughs) but if he has that backstory, you sort of understand. I don't know. It still sounds crazy when you say it that he is—he's mad at sharks, <laughs> <laughs> so he wants to kill this one shark. I mean, the, the, like he's racist against sharks is really what it comes down to. It's kind of like Rebecca and her sea lice. Yeah, but I haven't like committed my life to killing sea lice. I mean, that you know of. Yeah, that you know of. <laughs> well, but if there's been a, a sea lice outbreak in town. And somebody, you go to a town meeting, you scratch your fingernails on the blackboard, <laughs> and then you dictate your terms. I, I mean, that would do that if, about sea lice. There we go. There we go. You got me. <laughs> I mean, is there anything else that we want to uh, put up on the board? It's a. Here's the thing. It's a pretty. It's a. It's a very. One of the things that's great about Jaws. It's a very lean story, and I think that um, the the people that we have on the the factors that we have on the board, I think are. It's it's pretty much there. I can't think yeah. of anything else. Yeah, I think we covered it all. <laughs> okay, guys, enough joking around. Time to for business. Who is to blame for <laughs> Jaws? Nighttime skinny dipping slash night swimming. Seasonal income. Mayor Larry Vaughn. Capitalism. Steven Spielberg. Weird old family. <laughs> <laughs> Patriarchy. Toxic masculinity. Medical examiner. Chief Brody, sharks and their stupid system of biting into a thing to see if they like it or not. Jaws. It's Jaws the shark itself. That's right. Sharks and then subheading that shark. That's the actual shark. Uh, Bounty as motivation. Too small boat. Sam Quint. Now, wait a minute. Where did the name Sam come from? Uh... Is it not Sam? No. I thought it was Sam Quint. Did I think it's Sam Quint? It's Sam. Yeah, maybe I... I, What? Yeah, I think his name is Sam Quint. Paul, have you ever seen Jaws? (laughs) (laughs) They only call him Quint, I guess. They only call him Quint. I don't remember him having a first name in the book either. Oh. Well, it's all over Wiki. Wiki fandom. (laughs) 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 So off the bat, I think we can take... The skitty dipping off the board. Agreed. Um, 
Okay, fine. I, I think we could take Chief Brody off off the board. Thank you. Because Thank you. I, I thought Paul made a really good point, and if anything, he was trying his best. And yeah. thank God, thank God he was there because otherwise it could have been, the death toll could have been much higher. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And now I think we can take the weird old family off. I hope they learn from this. Spielberg is still on the board for not making it a bigger deal, right? The Yeah. We're still- uh, here's, stretch. here's what I would say. Yeah, I think he did his best as well. And I think if people don't, if you're a, if you're a mayor of a beach town, you don't see yourself in that. That's on you. Like, mm. it's been laid out very well, I think, mm-hmm. what what right and wrong is. Yeah. And he's only got two hours. You know, the movie's already kind of long. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So those extra scenes, they would have made it a three-hour movie. Because you, you said you wanted the mayor to go home and cry and, you know, yeah. have a realization of what he's yeah, yeah, yeah. To the it's it, like to look down and then he, he thinks he sees literal blood on his hands, but it's just... Uh, yeah, uh, a hallucination of grief getting inside the yeah. mind but also we'd, I'd love to see sort of the bureaucratic sort of fallout of his career I mean I think yes. that, that might be the bigger motivator mm-hmm. for some of these politicians to make the right decision if they were to see that yeah. that adds like 30 minutes it would be movie. much drier the movie would be <laughs> much drier <laughs> but possibly more effective so. but to see like a, a, a campaign ad from his opponent like an attack ad right. where it's just like all clips of him throughout the movie saying the beaches are open the oh, sun is shining everyone's idea. having a wonderful time that's yeah a smart idea <laughs> i but you know what i bet that exists i bet that somebody has done that we're gonna keep him on do we want to take seasonal income off i feel okay taking that off because it is it's tough it's like you know it, you live in that and that area that is that is just kind of the deal you know i mean you could try to think of other things to do for the rest of the year but you know, I, I don't know. I, I can't I can't completely blame that idea. I think but let this be a lesson learned to those small towns, you know? Expand your yeah. horizons a little bit. Yeah. Open up a putt putt uh, you know, a twenty <laughs> twelve yeah, exactly. months. Throw a, a pinball machine in, pinball in there machine. somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> now I also think bounty has motivation. We can take that off. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's not to yeah. blame for the It's not attacks. to blame, but it, you know. It's a weird way of handling it, but. Yes, it really but, is. <laughs> it's so, when I think about it, it's so strange. It Why would that strange. be the solution? <laughs> I mean, like the day. They don't day even doubt af- it. The day after <laughs> yeah. it happened, she wanted revenge. The mother wanted revenge immediately yeah. for her sons. There was no mourning period. It was just go kill the shark. Also, yeah. if there wasn't a bounty, they weren't going to do anything about the shark. They were yeah. just going to. How can we get people excited about this? <laughs> we got to offer some money. <laughs> okay. So we've got the mayor, capitalism, patriarchy, toxic masculinity, medical examiner, sharks, Jaw- Jaws, the monster, too small a boat, and Sam Quint. What else do we think here? I think we could take off the patriarchy I, because I to so me, too. toxic masculinity is a little crunchier. Yeah. Hmm. It's, it's uh, crispy. Uh, crunchy. Yeah. yeah. It's got a bite. <laughs> nice. Um, that's good. That's good. It's too small a boat. That to me encompasses like, the reason. <laughs> why Why did they call the Coast Guard? That is really But dumb. the boat wasn't too yeah. small. It, it got the job done. I mean, well, it, it crawled over the finish line. But- I mean, at that point, it was one eighth of a boat was left. Right. And he, <laughs> he shot him. And the, I mean, really, the gun is what, is what did it. So, okay, we can take the boat off. Does 
toxic masculinity and and quint. I feel like those go hand in hand. Right. Agreed. But a part of me wants to blame toxic masculinity over quint. So we take because quint it's off. it's yes, I th- I agree because it's present in other people. Yes. As well. I know you made a really good case for sharks um not evolving. <laughs> uh, but I do think the shark jaws is more to blame. <laughs> These attacks because then, he was quite yeah. evolved if you think about it. He was like a really smart shark. They kept calling him yeah. saying how smart he was. So I'm going to take sh- sharks off and leave jaws on because jaws, you know, was out for blood. Yeah. And so he wasn't just being a shark. He was going, he wanted to kill people. So Mayor Vaughn, capitalism, toxic masculinity, medical examiner, and Jaws. May I propose losing the medical examiner? Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. Boo, yeah. boo. But he sucks. Not, he sucks. I, he sucks. Like, but, uh, he could get the slap. He, we got, we got yeah, a true. slap here. I don't know because between He didn't them- take an oath. I mean, that's a loophole. <laughs> <laughs> He, and he's not a doctor. He's, a, he's just some dude. He's a helper. <laughs> a helper. helper. Look, look for the helpers. I think we could lose capitalism. Really? It doesn't. I Here's mean, my I, my argument for capitalism. It, it, sorry, is that without it, there is no. It, it's the overriding thing for the mayor to keep the beaches open. They're in this system um, where money is the most important thing. And uh, even at the cost of human life, like potential cost of human life, it's absurd that that this guy would would risk. I don't know. I guess you could say there there it's it's one or the other. It's either you you blame the individual for uh, enacting the system, or you, you you know, or you indict the system itself. I I certainly don't mind indicting the individual and saying this guy had a choice to make and he made the wrong choice. Because I guess there are, if he would have been a good mayor, he could have made the decision to still, while living in a capitalistic society, still close the beaches. Yeah, man. Jimmy right. Carter gave up his peanut farm. You know what I mean? Gavin right. Newsom closed Disneyland. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yes, I think we do take capitalism. Agreed. Now, between the mayor... Toxic masculinity and Jaws. Those are three biggies. They're all really good. Okay, let's say this about Jaws. He he's smart, sure. He's still he's a shark. You know where he is. He's out in the ocean. <laughs> the 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 people that got that got killed that didn't need to get killed that were put in harm's way unknowingly were the people on the beach, the swimmers, on the Fourth of July weekend after there had been. There had been a, a, an attack, and the mayor knew about it. So I feel like that takes some of the blame off the shark. I mean, it, it is his world, right? The water is his Yes, domain. that's his domain. So uh, what were they doing in the water? Because um, uh, Hooper says you need to starve him out. You need to take away his food source, right. and then he'll go someplace else. 
But as long as there's as long as there's people going in the water, you know, he's going to go after them. And that's why they so when they go out in the orca, they draw the shark away from uh, the the beach. Um, so that's where the, the shark's intelligence works against him is that he goes out after the 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 uh, the, the smaller uh, buffet of these three guys on this boat when he, if if he were truly brilliant, he could have lulled the town into a false sense of security. Wait until everybody got back in the water, and then started, and then like ate like eight people in a row <laughs> before they got out. Okay, so you want me to take Jaws off the board? I think so. And then here's my here's my pitch. I think that we should send the mayor to jail and give toxic masculinity the big slap. Yes, what I agree with that. Think about that. I, I'm in favor of that. Sounds good. Okay. Well, that was easy. I'm calling it. Toxic masculinity. You're getting the big slap. Mayor Larry Vaughn, you're going to the alarmist jail. I would hate to share a cell with Mayor Larry Vaughn. Oh, what a... Just self-pity when he's like, my kids were on that beach too, Martin. It's like, you fucking weirdo. What's wrong with you? Paul, we couldn't have done it without you. Thank you so much for helping us get to the down to the bottom of who's to blame for Jaws. Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to, I, I love talking about this movie and I'm thrilled to be the person asked to discuss it with you guys. <laughs> I'll see you for the Deep Blue Sea episode. <laughs> Vote for who you think is to blame by going to thealarmistpodcast.com. Follow us at the Alarmist The on Twitter, at the Alarmist Podcast on Instagram, or email us at the Alarmist Podcast at gmail.com. Tune in next week. We will be continuing our Halloween themed October month of disasters with Vlad the Impaler, the actual historical figure that Dracula is based off of. Powered by ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.